What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hill Varsity Club is opening in Omaha this May and is hiring for all hospitality positions. Do you love elevated food, exciting events, and having fun at work? Join our team by applying today at HillVarsityClub.com. Hill Varsity Club will feature a next-level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties. We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer at HVC this May. Apply for all front or back-of-house positions now at HillVarsityClub.com. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food and fitness come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where food and fitness come to hang out. I'm Sasha. I'm Sadie. Um, when it comes to fitness, one of the first things a lot of people mention is aesthetics based on what they see on the internet or just have seen their whole lives because that's how diet culture works. Um, is an athletic physique the same as an aesthetic physique? What's the harm in comparing yourself to people on social media? Do aesthetics equal success? We're going to break that down today. Aesthetics and athletics are thing, two words that sound very similar, um, but mean very different things. And I feel like this is the biggest question when it comes to like how people want to look at the end mm-hmm. of their fitness journey or even during. Um, aesthetics, by definition, is the word in the world of fitness is a dense, hard, well-defined physique with like broad shoulders, a square chest, you know, great pecs, big arms, a slim waist, legs that are athletic with minimal body fat for the dudes. Mm-hmm. For the ladies, it's going to mean a wider back and shoulders, that small waist, the, the taper is what mm-hmm. you're really looking for there. Um, you want the strong lean legs, the good glutes, as well as everything needs to be symmetrical. And that's mm-hmm. a big part of aesthetics because everything needs to match. Um, when you are training for aesthetics, your goals are going to be strength training, bodybuilding, or resistance training. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of hypertrophy training for yes. that. Uh, your methods are going to be to split your workout plan by muscle groups to allow adequate recovery of muscle tissue between working those muscle groups. So you're going to do an upper-lower split a lot of times mm-hmm. if you're going to be training for aesthetics because uh, you don't want to burn those muscles out too fast, and yeah. you definitely don't want to tear a muscle. Um, the setup for your splits is going to be usually four to six sets between eight to 12 reps. Now, keep in mind, aesthetics are built by a pyramid, and that pyramid is nutrition, training, genetics. Actually, yeah. it's more genetics, nutrition, training. Yeah. You're going to put training as the tiny triangle. You can't fight your genetics, um, yeah, and that's unfortunately. something we're going to talk about a little <laughs> bit more in a few minutes. Um, athletic body, by definitions, means that your body um, is the most prepared to compete within your sport of choice or in general. Um, While a perfect-looking body would be nice, it doesn't necessarily equate for an athlete on a football field or basketball court. So typically your goals with an athletic body type or composition um, are going to be performance. You're you're trying to be the best at what you do. Um, Methods, we've covered a lot of examples of this methodology, uh, methodology in past episodes, but this is a mix of several components. Prioritizing compound movements like squats, deadlifts, overhead squats, uh, movements requiring you to use multiple joints at one time. 
When you talk about athletic performance, the first thing I think about is Olympic weightlifters. Um, uh-huh. Olympic weightlifters come in literally all shapes and sizes, depending on their weight class. You've got the smaller girls that are coming in at like the 49 kilogram range. You've mm-hmm. got the really big heavy lifters coming in at the, I think it's the plus 87 range, if I yeah. believe. I believe that's right. They changed them a couple years ago, and I still don't fucking remember <laughs> how they <laughs> split it up. But um, my favorite weightlifter is actually going to be lifting in the 87s at the Olympics, and she's put on a bunch of mass, and she can throw shit mm-hmm. around now. Yeah. It's awesome. And so when we talk about athletic performance, that's what we're talking about. Uh, Maddie Rogers is a great example. She used to yep. be a super, she, she's, compared to now, she's much smaller then. Um, she transitioned from cheerleading and weight or into CrossFit and then found weightlifting and has gone from there. Um, she's put on a shit ton of mass over the last 24 months and it's been really fun to watch her totals go up because of it. So when you talk about athletic performance, she might not be sweet Jesus God, like totally cut 24 seven. You can't see every striation. She doesn't need to, you don't want to, when you're a weightlifter like that, you're basically, you, you're building a beefy sprinter body. Yeah. Um, and instead of sprinting forward, you're sprinting upward and out. Um, so you want to do a lot of things that are going to lend to your sport of choice, be that weightlifting, be that CrossFit, be it wrestling, be it basketball, football, baseball, it doesn't matter. You're training for that specific sport. You might not be the most aesthetic, perfect toned God, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. If you can, if you can compete and do well in your sport, that's all that matters. So you want to engage in jumping and explosive movements, the box jumps we talk about a lot, squat jumps, vertical jumps, active recovery is going to be a big friend of yours, especially when you're training for athletics, because training for athletics is very intense. You're going to want to walk. You're going to want to do that yoga, meditate, go hiking on your rest days. Just get out there and move around a little bit. Mm -hmm. You can kind of make that athletic body work towards aesthetics for you. But can you really truly have both at the same time? I mean, yeah, Uh, it really depends on your goals though. You can be a marathon runner with some muscle, but being a brick house isn't going to be the best strategy if you're going to try to run 26.2 miles because you're not going to be efficient. Like marathon runners are a great example. Endurance people, they are strong. Their muscles are defined. Their muscles are hella strong, but they're not, they're not jacked like right. a weightlifter because we train in completely different different methodologies. Exactly. Doesn't mean that they're not the best athlete in their game. Doesn't mean that anyone else is less of an athlete. Their training's different. Yeah, their training's different, and that's okay. You can have aesthetics and athletics, but you really have to find that balance, and you really need to know where you are in your training to make that happen. Absolutely. Well, and using competitive running as the example here, you still want to continue lifting as part of your, part of your strategy, um, like. There is an article in Runner's um, World magazine, like strength training is essential, an essential supplement to running runner's road work. Ugh, that's a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> because it strengthens your muscles and joints, which can improve your race times and decrease your injury risk. Um, and scientific research backs this up. Incorporating weights into your regular exercise routine as a runner has been proven to increase your speed in VO2 max. Like it's... I... We had Chris Whitney on, mm-hmm. who um, obviously is running way more than a marathon. He's yes. running 166 miles um, for uh, MS. Um, but, like, I'm going to be training again for the half, the half marathon. But it is essential if I want to improve my time to continue lifting. Will I be doing the same amount, the same reps, the same amount of weight? No. I don't want to lose muscle because I'm running so much. 
Right. I want to keep muscle so that it, it like propels me forward and I get to my goal. But if I stop training my legs, yeah, like that's, you know, yeah, you need <laughs> that's that not mu- going to be a good idea. You need that muscle to propel yourself. Um, so like for me, we're looking at running a race and I'm going to just start trying to work more cardio into my mm-hmm. program because I don't do it ever. So, <laughs> right. um, I mean, I do it under a barbell and, and Metcons and stuff, but like actually running, I don't remember the last time before the other day I did 2000 or 2000 meter. Jesus, that'd be impressive on my first day back <laughs> 200 meter repeats. And I was just like, <gasps> yeah. by the time I was done running's hard. If you it, don't do it very, it often. is difficult. Well, and the other thing too, like it, you can't just go from I would not advise going from not running at all to like trying to do a 5k. Like you have to train and get that endurance up. Like when you're training for any time of type of distance running, any kind of race, you want to incorporate different types of that cardio training. Mm -hmm. Like you'll have a really long run day. That's your pace day. You're not trying to crush it and get the best time. You're pacing yourself. Yeah. The shorter run days are to get down those interval times. It's just different. <laughs> I just end up laying on the ground after all of them regardless. But yes, running. Oh, that's going to be an adventure, by the way. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram to see me try to run. I have to do two legs of that race, I think, yes. right? Yeah. So can I get the short ones? Sure. I mean, you guys are all actual runners. I'm just a, a chick with shoes that can uh. run sometimes. So we've we've talked a lot about comparing yourself to people yeah. um, and why it may not be the best thing for you. So really, what is the harm in comparison? Long story short, a lot. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, it's, first of all, it's bad for your sense of self. Um, and that is something that you always want to try to protect or enrich every single day of your life. Because mm-hmm. if you lose your sense of self, you lose everything. Mark Twain once said, comparison is the death of joy. And he's right. Yeah. Research has found that comparing yourself to others can constantly lead to Feelings of envy, low self-esteem, and in some cases, depression. I mean, they always say the grass is greener on the other side, but is it really? Right. No. Do you know? And that's the thing. That's the reason that that the, the phrase, the grass is greener on the other side, isn't saying, like, that's not a positive thing. It's saying it always looks better when you're not involved. Yeah. Um, like, comparing yourself to other people can lead to taking pleasure in other people's failures or shortcomings in order to feel like you are enough. Um, competitiveness isn't a friend of collaboration. And I love that you wrote that because I was like, that needs to be, like, on a poster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Competitive is not, competitiveness is not the friend of collaboration. It's pretty difficult to be a cheerleader for yourself, let alone other people, that you surround yourself with if you're hyper-focused on what other people are doing. I used to be this person. I used to be the schadenfreude bitch that would, like, anytime someone around me would stumble or do less better than me, I would take joy in that because I was a miserable fucking person. Um, well, don't be that person. <laughs> well, and that, I mean, it, it just shatters your self-esteem yeah. because if you're constantly comparing yourself to other people and not yourself... Like, compare yourself to yourself. Yeah. At the end of the day, life is about competing with yourself to progress and be a better person, right? But when you're comparing yourself to other people, it's impossible to do that. Yeah, it took me a long time to figure that out. I I mean, I was in the same boat, especially when I was, uh, like, young in the industry. Like, I... 
had no self-esteem. And because I didn't have any self-esteem, I took joy in other people failing because I thought that somehow that equated to me being on top. That does, that is not what that means. It means that somebody else made a mistake and you just didn't make that mistake yet. I think that's really common though in broadcasting yeah. media in general. Um, we're going to pull the curtain back for a second yeah. on that one. It's hella competitive, mm-hmm. um, really cutthroat. And especially broadcast media, broadcast media is fucking bonkers competitive. Mm-hmm. Like all of the friends from the last market that I worked in, in radio, I'm actually better friends with the, the station that was my competition now. Yeah. Because when I left, I was like, wow, I was a really fucking miserable bitch. So you know what I did? I messaged every single one of the people and I was just like, hey, I'm really sorry that I was like this. I was a really unhappy person. That's not me. Yeah. Um, don't be that person. It's, it's a miserable fucking existence, paying attention and trying to keep up with what everyone else is doing. When you hear the phrase, stay in your lane, this is where I feel like stay in your lane is the most applicable in the scheme of life. Yeah. (laughs) Like who gives a fuck what's going on around you? People are doing. Yeah. Like worry about you. Because here's the other thing. When you're trying to compare yourself to people on the internet, you're not even getting 100% accurate information that you see on social media. You know, Mm -hmm. the things that I put on social media, shit that I decide I want you to see. Mm Mm-hmm. That's like this much of my daily life. I'm a hella private person. You see this much of what I actually do every day. Sometimes it's more than others on Instagram, but like you have no idea. But that's, that's what social media is. That's something to keep in mind all the time. Like I know that it's really easy to, I wouldn't even call it a trap, but you, you seek out the things that you uh, aspire to be. Mm -hmm. So the things that you're following on Instagram I follow a lot of fitness accounts on Instagram because that's a a big chunk of my life. But remember on social media that it's a highlight reel. Like people are only showing you their ups typically. They're not going to show you the downtime. You're not going to see the struggles. You're not going to see what, you're only going to see what people want you to see. And it's usually only that highlight reel, right? Like I'm not going to post a picture of me bawling my eyes out. That's way too vulnerable for me. And I think that that is the same for most people. That's just how social media is set up. Every single person's life has peaks and valleys and trying to keep up with someone's highlight reel isn't fair to yourself. It's not fair to you. You're doing yourself a disservice, but it's also not fair to the people that you're putting on a pedestal from social media that are normal people. Um, Example, Kelsey Keel, one of my other favorite athletes. Uh, Somebody went after her the other day talking about how she doesn't know what it's like to have body issues and all this stuff because she posted a, a photography photo of her laying, you know, a really nice posed artistic photo. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, this person doesn't know shit about her. She has had body image issues in the past. And if you've been around long enough, she's talked about it. Um, This is why I like her. I really, her and I like, I feel like I share a brain cell with her sometimes by the things she posts. But um, she put up a big post the other day and she got super, super vulnerable. And I was just like, girl, good for you. Like, that's a scary fucking thing to do to put yourself out there like that on the internet. Yeah. But you, you don't know shit about people that you see right. on the internet. Right. You, you really don't, unless they're your friend and you talk to them in daily life. Like, you don't know anything about that person other than no. what they want you to know. So being able to base your life off of this much information that you have from somebody that you're putting on a pedestal is a very dangerous precedent to set for yourself. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. 
It also won't get you any closer to your goals because you're going to spend time fucking agonizing and obsessing over how someone else looks better or their abs look this way or their body is more perfect than yours or you perceive them as more successful than you. It sucks. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. Being this hard on yourself will actually potentially kill your motivation and make you not even want to work out in the first place because you'll be miserable. Right. And that is the complete opposite of what I feel like everybody is looking for right. when they embark on a fitness journey. Yeah, exactly. Well, and we've talked about this a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton before. I know it's a surprising word to hear. <laughs> Expectations from consistency. Your body is going to look like your body. Period. Mm-hmm. End of story. There isn't anything that you can do about it. You cannot spot reduce and make you have a thigh gap. You cannot target your abs and they're going to pop like you could, or you could not, you could work for several, several years at this and not meet your aesthetic goals. Yeah. For example, I've always had a pretty big ass and I've always had thicker thighs, but in the nineties growing up, I seriously agonized over it. Like wasn't eating because I wanted my legs and my butt to be smaller because at that point in time, that's what media was showing us. That's yeah. what was being shoved down our throats. Stick we had thin, like, like skin and bones models and they were on the cover of everything. But we all know that like at that time that was a popular aesthetic, but now that's drastically changed and it's going to change again in the future. Yeah. What the media and social media tells you are the norms are total bullshit. They are just period. End of story. Like yeah. be you, your body is beautiful. It's wonderful. It is a freaking machine and it carries you through life and does so much more for you than I think a lot of us give it credit for. Honestly. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> By honoring it and respecting it and appreciating it, that takes time to adopt that mindset. But I guarantee you, if you're able to do that, it's, you're going to move mountains. Just having yeah. that confidence in yourself, just you, not anybody else. Like you can have goals, of course. Obviously, we talk about goals all the time on this podcast. Yeah. But the goal shouldn't be to look like somebody else. No, that's a really dangerous precedent to set for yourself. Like I remember in high school, everybody wanted to look like Kate Moss. Yeah. Everybody wanted to look like it was just it was the style at the time. I'm not going to shit on anybody because that's just how it was. Britney was like that. Christina was like that. Mandy Moore was like that. Paris Hilton was like that. They're all wearing the low cut pants where if you don't have a bikini wax, your shit's going to hang over the buttons and your ass is going to fall out. You can't have an ass if you're wearing low cut pants like that. By the way, if they ever try to bring back low rise jeans, I also have a high ass cracking in in addition to a large ass. So wearing those hip huggers (sighs) in high school was not fun for me. Having a genetically high ass crack really is long shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I started just wearing that's why the camisole was such a po- yes. everybody makes fun of us on TikTok <laughs> for wearing a bra Four. and then a cami and then a shirt. Yep. But you needed that cami to cover your ass crack yep. because your pants weren't gonna fucking yep. do it for you. And if you didn't wear those hip huggers, you weren't cool. <laughs> Being God. in high school in the nineties sucked. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was an emo kid in the 2000s. I missed high school in the 90s. I caught high school in the early 2000s, but fashion was equally as fucking confusing yes. Yes. <laughs> then. The sparkly bags. Yeah. Oh my God. I felt so called out by a TikTok I saw the other. There's like girls going out in 2004, and I'm like, fuck the all of you. Four tank yes. tops. But the point in us bringing this up is that body aesthetics and like the idea of what a body should look like have changed. Yeah. Hell, in the 70s, like, it was cool to be curvy. Yeah. In the 80s, it was cool to be, I don't know, 
pretty, you, were, you were getting pretty thin then. Yeah, I mean. Then in the 90s, you had to be stick thin, according to the media. Then in the early 2000s, it kind of changed again. And, and now, now we're trending back to more normalcy, right. which is great. Just accepting bodies as they are because they're machines and they're wonderful. I mean, look at Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn yes, Monroe, that's by, what I was thinking of. by definition, wasn't supermodel material. Nope. She was too big. She was um, a, she size, was like a I size mean, 12. 12? Yeah. I mean, shit, I wear, I wear a size 10. The size Girl, doesn't I mean have shit. <laughs> yeah, your, the size of your pants doesn't mean shit. It's like going to where it's like looking at the scale. It's the relation of how much fabric you need to just cover your who cares yeah. their pants. It doesn't matter. You shouldn't be doing this comparison because it's just not worth it. Yeah. If you're living your life based on comparing yourself to others, you're just playing a losing game because you're never going to find the same thing that they have because what you see from them again is a compilation of what they want you to see. So next time you catch yourself with the envy bug, remind yourself that it's super ineffective. Cut off those negative thoughts. Do the Sasha stop sign. We're going to call it that from now on, the Sasha stop (laughs) sign. And try to find your positive. Focus your attention on your own goals instead and how you should get there yourself. Absolutely. Like, that's the best thing that we could ever advise anyone to do. Like, focusing on yourself. Set your goals, your little tiny... Yeah, your snowflakes. Snowflakes. And then figure out what, what you need to do to get you to there. Because yeah. when you crush your own goals, it's the most satisfying thing in the world. It is. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, we talk a lot about taking care of your brain muscle here on MTK. And we would like to talk a little bit more about how BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, can help you if you're looking for counseling online. It's super convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. It's amazing. I've signed up for it myself. Um, I think that it's super important, especially given the things that we've all had to deal with in the last year to address some of your issues if you're having some. Um, and BetterHelp can definitely assist you with that. Um, you can log on to your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule a weekly video or phone session so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. No one likes those um, waiting for traditional therapy. BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if the one that you found just isn't working out for you. Uh, We've talked about that before too. Finding the right counselor that fits for you to be comfortable with, to talk to um, and talk through some things. It's super important. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is also available. BetterHelp wants to help you start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. That's www.betterhelp.com slash reviews. And today you can visit betterhelp.com, that's H-E-L-P, slash M-T-K, um, and you'll get a special offer just by being a listener of Meathead Test Kitchen. You get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash MTK. So if you're in need of a counselor and are seeking professional help, please check out betterhelp, that's H-E-L-P dot com slash MTK, and get 10% off of your first month today. Um, do aesthetics equal success? Looking a certain way is hard. Mm -hmm. It's just difficult because we're all built differently. Genetics are super awesome that way. A ton of people start their fitness journey by using the words, I want abs. (laughs) I've heard that a billion times. I just want abs. Well, good news. You already have abs. You've always had abs. Um, 
They're they, always there. They're always there. They're right Everyone here. is born with those yep. muscles. Everybody's got them. Um, will they ever be visible? Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, I've been working out consistently for five years, and I have two. Same. I have two. Same. And they're not always visible. Yeah. Even if you work super hard for years, like I just said, you may never see a perfect six-pack. You may never have boulder shoulders. You may not ever have thighs that can crush a water mountain, <laughs> which is also something I want, but I don't know if I can get to. Oh, we should try that. Um, letting your looks drive your journey can set you up for failure and or giving up in general um, when you may have never been able to look that way to begin with because genetics. Like yeah. that's, that's one thing that makes me, it bums me out about this whole industry and the fitness journey in general is like, I don't feel like people talk about this conversation we're having today enough. Like just setting up realistic expectations for yourself. You're not going to become resentful if, you, resentful if you have those realistic expectations. Like you might not ever have calves that pop. Yeah. You might not ever have like <laughs> there's another TikTok trend that I saw going around. I have pretty cool guns, I think. But the TikTok trend is going from the other way. And they don't look that way for me on that side. And I don't think they, for I me, a, they can. I got a big tricep that way. But I mean, I have, I have really short, so I have short bicep muscles. Yeah. My bicep muscle is only like, sorry, if you're not watching the, <laughs> this is why you should watch this on YouTube because you can actually see what the fuck we're talking about sometimes. Um, but my biceps are, I mean, they're okay. Yeah. They're serviceable bicep, but they're not long. Right. So they don't get that really nice. And I have yeah. tattoos, so you can barely right. see them. <laughs> but that's, I mean, just like thinking, oh, I want that. Yeah. It's cool to want those things, but being realistic about, like, if, if you've been working on something specifically, let me put it this way, for a really long time, and it's not getting to where you want it to be, you may not ever be able to yeah, have Yeah, it might not. Just- and that's okay. It's totally fine. It doesn't mean that you're a failure, but I see so many times people want to look a certain way and their body may just not be capable of doing that. So they give up because they're like, well, this is useless because I'm not, you may never, you may never get there. Yeah. The point is taking those pictures, the mental freaking fortitude that you have from sticking to this journey and doing hard shit and being able to like, that's, that's freaking awesome. I would give my left leg to have my boobs finally shrink. You know how long I've been working out to make, they've shrunk a little bit, but they just, they're never going away unless I have them surgically removed in some capacity. And I've come to peace with that, whatever, you know, see, everybody has these things. Mine is my boobs. And everyone's like, you're fucking crazy. Why would you want to get, (laughs) they're a pain in the ass, but I'd rather have boobs and have balls because you you can't accidentally sit on your boobs. (laughs) Um, We had that conversation the other day for some reason. I was like, "Ah, I guess I'd rather have boobs. They're a better option than balls. Right. Um, Training for aesthetics could really suck. And I'm not going to say that if you are a bodybuilder or if you like to train for aesthetics or if that is your passion that you're wrong because everybody finds joy in something different. And if you find joy in training for aesthetics, cool. Keep doing it. Uh, Some people really do enjoy it. Most people don't. Why don't they enjoy it? Because it requires a lot of specific training methodology, very strict food intake. You basically have to be as humanly perfect as possible. You have to track everything all the time, your water, your food, your exercise, and that doesn't work for everyone. So it might not be sustainable for you. If, if you don't like fasted cardio or cardio in general, you're going to fucking hate training for bodybuilding because you're going to wake up in the morning, not eat and go walk two miles. Right. Uh, that's not for everyone. Yes. It's not impossible to do. It does require a shit ton of attention to detail. And if you do hate cardio, you're not going to have any fun. 
it it's it requires you to be a lot more strict than I think people give it credit for or realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, bodybuilders are especially competitive bodybuilders are super, super, super strict. They are going to bed super early because they want to make sure they get enough sleep. Yep. They're, they carry around gallon jugs of water because they need to have enough water every day. They are like, what is the word I'm looking for? Like every molecule that goes into their body, they are keeping. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is very, very regimented. Um, they're cold all the time because when you're shedding body fat to that kind of a percentage, you lose some of your body insulation. And that's something that happens anyway. When you lose weight, um, you will find yourself being cold from time to time, Mm -hmm. but you're going to be really like, I've had friends that have prepped for bodybuilding competitions before and I'll see them and it'll be July and they'll be rolling into the gym in sweatpants and a hoodie because it's cold in their car because they don't have any insulation right now. Yeah. Um, the other thing is people think that bodybuilders look like that all the time. No, they don't. They only look like that in season. It's like any athlete. You're going to be in your peak condition when you're in season and bodybuilders also have seasons. It's a sport just like anything else. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And like you can be strong as fuck. Yeah. Without having a perfectly symmetrical six pack. Yeah, dude. Or gigantic biceps or huge back muscles. You can, you can throw 200 pounds over your head and you're never, you may not have visible abs. Yeah. Strong is strong no matter what you look like. Period. Period. Remember also that you are putting in the hard work. You. Yeah. And you're doing the hard things and the results don't always equal aesthetics. Don't set yourself up for failure by trying to equate aesthetics to being results. You are going to see aesthetic results from time to time. I mean, it's part of the process. It's bound to happen eventually, but don't make that your only benchmark. Yes, it is great to be able to buy new pants that are smaller. It's an awesome feeling. It's great to go get that shirt that's a little more tight fitting that doesn't look bad anymore. Um, But don't make that your everything. You need to focus more on how you feel in your brain and in your body than how your body looks. Right. How do you feel? Yeah. I, that is my biggest indicator. How do I feel? Mm-hmm. Mentally, am I good? Am I good because I am realizing that I'm able to do this thing? And there are always going to be hard days in the gym. Yeah. I had one today. I was like, what the hell? I'm a woman. I've got hormones. That's going to happen. You're going to have shitty, are fun. You're going to have a shitty day at the gym. That doesn't mean that I'm a failure today. It just means I had a hard day at the gym. Yeah. Just because you don't have visible six-pack abs doesn't mean that you haven't been crushing it in the gym. There are other indicators. We've talked about them a billion times before. Pay attention to those things. Yeah. Track your workouts. This is why tracking your workouts is so, so necessary in our opinion because this is another way for you to quantify your changes. It's another way for you to see your progress. Um, My workouts from almost six years ago, look, I mean, it's a lot of the same movements, but what Mm -hmm. I put on the whiteboard now is vastly different in volume and weight compared to what I did starting. Um, Just don't, don't do it to yourself. Speaking with two people who are speaking from experience, don't do it to yourself. If you're embarking on your fitness journey now, awesome. Good for you. It's a great time to start. Any day is a good day to start. Tomorrow is a great day one. Shit, today's a good day one too. Right. But don't don't get caught up in what you see on social media. It's such a trap and we all fall into it. Well, and a lot of times, here's the other thing that we haven't touched on yet today. Some of those pictures that you're seeing, one, have been done by a professional photographer. Uh So they know how to light to make those muscles look even bigger than they may actually be. Lighting 
period <laughs> can change changes everything how your muscles look yeah so there was a post that I saw the other day on Instagram actually a gal posted a picture with totally different lighting then changed her lighting and stood in front of her mirror mirror and her muscles looked like completely different just because the lighting changed so keep that stuff in mind too like no one like some like of those I people, could, I could stand right here and look in that mirror and I will look jacked. If I turn over here yeah. and look in this one on the right, the lighting's different and yeah. I look soft. Right. It's social media is what social media is. Yeah. It's, what, it's a highlight reel. Yep. People are letting you see what they want you to see. Not necessarily every single thing that they're going through. Every single athlete has shitty days. Every single athlete struggles at some point. Every human being has bad days and struggles at some point. You're doing awesome. You are kicking ass and keep fucking crushing it yeah don't compare try not to it's hard it's hard not to I catch myself doing it from time to time still um but it is something that I have been consciously working on and I have noticed that my morale just my self morale self morale has changed Mm -hmm. um when I flipped that switch yeah um work hard keep your eyes down head forward just keep going like Don't, yeah, you can see what other people are doing to get some inspiration every now and then or check up on them. That's fine. But you don't need to be on their page every single day seeing what they're doing. Why can't I do that? You you might see somebody do a 255-pound power clean, and that might be really impressive. And that's a 10-second thing you saw on an Instagram story. You didn't see the failures on the way there. Yeah, you didn't see the five (laughs) that they missed before it. Or the temper tantrum that they threw in the gym. they were mad. You don't ever see any of our temper tantrums. that we Dude, working out with us versus watching a workout of ours on Instagram is a very different experience. I get so mad. I, that, uh... Keep going, you son of a bitch that oh, I tell yes. myself. I had to do that like 14 times a day. I was getting pissed. I was like, why do I have to put my fucking weight belt on for this? I, I did this three times last week. It's frustrating. Yeah. But I know that I know what I'm capable of. I just had a bad day at the gym. It doesn't also, mean that ovaries. I'm, yes. It doesn't mean that I'm less than I yeah. was last week. It just means I had a crappy day. I didn't get on Instagram and look at a bunch of people's lifts. I know what they're doing. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm doing me. <laughs> So I'm focusing on what I can do. Yeah, that was for me when I jumped back into it because I took a, I was all over. I just wasn't in a good headspace and I couldn't give my training the time or effort that it really needed for me to do it well and not hurt myself. Mm-hmm. So I took some time off. Recommend it every now and then. Take a break. Yeah. You'll come back and you'll actually want to do it again, which is a strange, like, what a concept. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I used to be, so I've been trying not to do this with myself. Um a year ago, I was killing it in the gym. I was doing complexes at like 125 pounds. I was mm-hmm. doing deadlifts into hang cleans, into full cleans, and all this shit. And it was awesome because that's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. Then pandemic happened, and I had to stop going to the gym. And now I struggle to do like 10 reps of an 80-pound chest press. Yeah. Like, that's really, really hard to get past yeah. because it's like, wow, I was so fucking strong you're a year ago. Your, you're comparing yourself to yourself. Yeah, it's really in a hard totally different to not time do frame. That. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, see, and like, it's not, thank you. I'm glad that I'm verbalizing this because this is a conversation I had with myself, but now I'm, I'm getting that reassurance that, yeah, hey, don't do that. Yeah. But it's, it's a trap and yeah. we all fall into it and I even do it with myself. Mm-hmm. So don't do it. Try not to do it. You are perfect where you are. Yes, you are. You're making progress. You're great. 
If yeah. you're not where you were a year ago in the strength department or whatever, that's fine. We've had a really intense, crazy year. Yes. Um, if there's anything that I have learned about like major catastrophic traumatic experiences is that they do set you back a little bit. And I feel yeah. like we've all kind of just been picked up and just put back like yeah. a little bit. And that's okay. We're human. That's life. Yes. Life is fucked up sometimes. And we pick up the pieces, we look around after there's resolution, and we say, okay, I'm going to do this shit again. So pick up your pieces, put them in the bag, and fucking get back up that hill. Right. <laughs> you're strong where you are strong right now, yeah. today. That's where you're at today. You are fucking capable. Your body is a work of art. And we love you guys, and like, just, it's, I know that, it, we know, obviously, we just had, like, kind of vented a little bit to you guys, but like... It's okay to get frustrated with yourself. Yeah. That's totally fine. But you're doing just what you need to do right now. And that is perfect. Yeah, frustration's okay, but don't dwell on it. Yeah. Don't make your frustration your focal point for the rest of your whatever, you know, right. the period of time that you're doing, because that's not fair to yourself. Here's it's, the thing, too. Like, I had a shitty workout today. You just vented about... This- how strong you were a year ago, mm-hmm. not taking into consideration. That's where you were a year ago. Yeah. You've evolved as a person in the last year, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I've made gains in different departments exactly. in the last year. Yeah. Sometimes Some, there is a trade off. And sometimes it's hard to remember that stuff. Cause we are our own worst critics. Yep. We're going to beat the crap out of ourselves way worse than anybody else could. So why compare yourself to somebody else and throw another layer of like detriment yeah. to your journey? It's everybody is, okay, you are exactly where you need to be right now. Yep. Otherwise, you wouldn't be at that point right now. And I know that that sounds like, oh, everybody. No, for real. That is, we are all exactly where we need to be in this current point in our timeline or whatever yes. the, simu- you know, whatever simulation they have our brain by. Like, have yeah. you been, I've had moments lately. I'm like, unplug my tank. Let me out of the simulation. <laughs> but um, we're all, we're all where we need to be. Even if we get frustrated and pissed off from time to time, you know what? Use that shit as motivation. Right. Anger is a great motivator most right. of the time. It depends on what you're doing. Don't use it to do bad things, but it is a great motivator for you to improve on things. Yes. Um, just keep going. If you are, if you're having a rough go with anything right now, give us a shout. You can always email yes. us. Hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com. Um, you can slide into our DMs. Oh, yeah. We are proud to be a Heard <laughs> at Media podcast. You can check out some of our friends on the network, Hollywood Raw with Dax and Adam. Shick and Nick are back. Um, yeah, Shick and Nick are back, and they're here to stay on the Heard at Media yes. network. You can find Pops and Hisses with Kevin Coffey. He's always talking about the latest and greatest of what's going on in the world of music. Uh, our buddy Dan Napoli from Heard at Films has a couple of new podcasts. He's got Yelling in My Ear. I forget the name of his other one right real now. Life. Yes, Real Life. Thank you. Um, big fan of both of those because yeah. he's a punk rock kid like me. So he talks about <laughs> punk music and cinema and pop culture and all of these really cool. So if you're into that, check those out for sure. Definitely. Pat and JT, they are anywhere that you want to take them in your pocket with whatever <laughs> hilarious yard work tales and... <laughs> <laughs> Pat's saga of yard work. Jesus. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> interesting to say the least. Um, and like we said, don't forget to hit us up at meatheadtestkitchen.com or hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com if you want to email us. The notes will be up at hello at me. Ah, my goodness. Meatheadtestkitchen.com. Yes. The show notes will be there. Yes, they will. They'll we, be on the podcast page. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in yet again. 
and we will see you next week. Be good to each other. Wear your mask. Get your shot so that we can fucking be done with this and go back to normal life, please. Me head test kitchen. Out. And Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.